his thoughts, questions, and concerns. Today, I'm your host, Riri. Um, I am joined today with my lovely sister, who will be going under the name... Serena. After Serena Williams. The reason why we're doing, I like... <laughs> The reason why we're doing like these names is because in September, we're actually going to go see Drake with our mom. Who's like, uh, she says she's Drake's number one fan. She's <laughs> absolutely Drake's biggest fan. <laughs> I may be in his top six Spotify listeners, but she's his number one fan. Hands down. She is so funny. Cause like dad's like, how can you say that you like Drake? But when you listen to Drake, you go to sleep. Maybe he's like her safe space, you know? Mm. But what if she falls asleep at the concert? I don't think she will, but... I think she'll be complaining that it's too loud. Like when she used to walk <laughs> us into Forever 21 and she'd be like, I'm going to wait outside. It's too loud. <laughs> Anyways, today um, in like some episodes, I guess this will be like in a series of episodes, I've talked to like freshmen from this college. I've talked to third years from this college. But today, my sister is not from the same college as me and actually has a whole different like college experience as me. So we're going to talk about that. So like first question, do you want me to say when you graduated or no? Like high when, school? Yes, when you graduate high school. Sure, why not? Okay, so when you graduate high school in 2016... What a year. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you graduated, yeah? I graduated in 2014. You graduated in 2014? Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) When you graduated in 2014, yeah, high school, um, how did you know what you wanted to major in? Or like, did you know immediately? Did you have a plan? Like, what was the thought process? So this kind of is like a touchy subject because of the fact that I didn't really always know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to go to college. Um, but senior year was senior year of high school was very emotional for me. It was a lot. Um, and I had a falling out with my mom at the time. And we actually ended up going to therapy. And after that, it kind of opened my mind up to, wow, I, I might want to do this when I grow up. I might want to, you know, listen to people and try to help them because I care in that kind of way. Um, and then as I started college, I went to, started at Arizona State and I did, I majored in psychology and I hated it. I took my first mm-hmm. psych class. It was God awful. I couldn't latch onto the subject. It wasn't interesting. It was just hard for me. And then I took I also took sociology 101 at the time, and that just seemed to be a much better um, field for me. It was much more interesting, and I kind of switched to sociology um, after taking Psych 101. So yeah, it wasn't like a, I knew right off of the bat, but it was also kind of like a up and down and Mm -hmm. don't know where to go and kind of just settle on that. Did mom... Wait, so did you go to therapy with mom? Yeah, we did. We went to therapy together. It was more so her trying to understand me. Mm. Um, But I felt like it did help. It helped in a sense where I felt um, heard. You know, like not so much that she understood where I was coming from, but somebody else did. Somebody else Mm. kind of like 
explain feel the same it. Yeah. As me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's hard for mom. Like I knew freshman year. So like last year for me, I like put myself into like therapy through the school. Cause like I was going through whatever I was going through. And I remember like feeling so like scared to tell mom guys, I put myself in therapy. Cause like, I felt like they were going to press me with questions of like, Oh, why? Like, what's going on? Like, you can just oh, yeah, talk to me. Definitely. Right, right. But I feel like with mom, she should have a better understanding and she should kind of like from history know that, oh, it will help her. Yeah. And it is for the benefit. So, but have you, did, do you feel like it has helped though with everything you were going through at the time? Oh, yeah. To talk to somebody else besides like your family. Yeah. Cause like, I think, I think, when I first like put myself into therapy last year it was mainly about like academics and I don't think mom guys could like like they'd be like oh like it's okay Anak like just like get through it but like I was like it was like a lot of pressure at the time because I was taking so many like courses and I wanted to do well in my classes and I was like I like just had my first job on campus for the first time and then I was volunteering and it was a lot to juggle. And I think if I told mom guys about it, like they would, they would be there to comfort me, but they wouldn't really have like, oh, like here's what you should do in this situation. Yeah. It's like an almost an added pressure to everything. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Arizona State. I, <laughs> I was, what grade was I in? I was a, I was like entering middle school, I guess, when you first moved in to like, oh. oh, well, I didn't even go with you when you moved into your dorm. It was just you and mom. Yeah. No, it was just me and mom. What is going on? on. <laughs> You're good. Seconds. What the heck? Hello. Zoom. Oh, there we go. Okay. Well, yeah, when I moved into the dorm, it was just me and mom. And I don't remember why it was just me and maybe it was because you were still in school and dad was working and it just worked out that way um but you guys did come to the orientation Uh, do you remember that a little bit what the school looked like no I just remember like when we did go to Arizona I was like why is it so hot like I'd be standing in the shade and I'd still be like really hot (laughs) I will say after moving to Florida it's a different appreciation for that heat (laughs) I miss it it's like I don't want to feel like a wet ziplock anymore. I yeah. like the dry the hair dryer yeah. heat. Yes. But when we when mom helped me to move in, we actually went to Vegas and then we went to Arizona. Mm. And she had brought like everything I had left um from Maui to Vegas and everything cracked in her luggage. <gasps> so I had lost everything that I had DIY'd for oh, my dorm. Oh no. It shattered. Yeah. And so I felt more bad about her luggage. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. all your things. Like there's glass in it. And she's like, no, no, no. Like all your stuff. It's like, no, it doesn't that doesn't matter. Um so we got to Arizona and we just we went and did all the shopping again. Mm. And it just it was a lot because it was just us and we didn't have a car and we didn't know the area. So at the time there was no Uber. Oh. <laughs> so it was taxis and I don't even remember what who or what helped us, but I'm pretty sure it was just we used a taxi service at the time. And yeah, it was just me and mom. She helped me move maybe in like about a day. 
Oh, that's all it was. Yeah, it was fast. I didn't have much things. So, yeah. Did she just like drop you off and then dipped? Um, yeah, basically. She like helped me set up the dorm and everything. There is not much to do around there. Yeah. Uh, besides the college. So that's all you're doing is college things. So, yeah, she basically left after that. I don't even remember her going to the airport or saying bye to her or anything like that. Oh, goodness. I bet she has her own story what? to tell of how she got back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't even want to. Now that you say it like that, I don't even want to know. We should ask her. Yeah. I just remember, like, I think you had, like, your whole experience at ASU. And then when I, like, went there is when we were helping you move out because of, like, what had happened with your roommate of, like, your roommate situation um, at ASU? I would say when you guys came there, it was already the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So I had already dealt with the roommate. It was more so um, moving to from Arizona to Vegas because, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, the roommate thing happened like in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And that was a fiasco. And after switching roommates, it I stayed with her the rest of the year. So... It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Could you talk the about first like, roommate. the roommate oh, experience? Because <laughs> I know when I was going into college, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to like know my roommate. I do not want a random roommate. Like I cannot, after like hearing your experience, I was like, I cannot go through that. I'm not doing that. Well, I will say I was tainted already because we have a cousin. I will not say her name. She can be Voldemort. Um, and she went to San Diego State and she had a roommate nightmare and we were super close at the time and she put all these thoughts into my head and this, this and that. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to get stuck with, you know, a crazy roommate. And it was random. We did one of those quizzes and whatever. And they matched me up with this girl that was from Arizona mm-hmm. and she was super nice you know from from the jump she was nice she was saying oh I have my own fridge I'll bring my own this I'll bring my own that blah 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 we won't have to share anything which I can appreciate because I don't care too much to share like my personal space or whatever and so the first week was fine she has a boyfriend that she was dating Mm. from high school at the time and of course they went to the same college so he Mm. went to ASU too and it's like bro don't you have a dorm but he was there all the time which I didn't mind like he was just there he wouldn't really spend the night but one night he stayed the night and they were kissing in bed and our beds are set up where we have two rooms the first room is our desk Mm. and our like kitchen and everything second room is our bedroom with our beds our beds are right next to each other and they were like kissing all night and I was like oh my gosh I cannot I cannot so I grab my pillow and my blanket and I go and I sleep in the study room Mm -hmm. and it's the most uncomfortable night ever and it's raining outside and you know you would think it doesn't matter if they're kissing it's not that big of a deal it's raining whatever they were kissing so loud that it was just so much and so yeah I took myself out of the equation and the next day um 
I had gone and talked to the uh, dorm advisor because it was one of those, it, this wasn't the first incident we had. The other incident was I was rushing for a sorority and my rush mates came to my dorm mm-hmm. and stopped by. I was taking a, taking a nap at the time mm-hmm. and they knocked on the door and they were like, oh, it's here. <clears throat> and she goes, oh yeah, she's taking a nap her usual you know like she's always taking a nap and they were just like oh sorry to bother and they just left and they told me about it you know the next day and I was like I don't know why she feels that type of way when she doesn't want to hang out with me Mm. she doesn't make the effort to talk to me like I'm not in your space why is it a big deal that I'm sleeping um and it was just a mix of things I just didn't feel comfortable in my space So I talked to the dorm advisor and I told him, you know, I tried to talk to her about it. Um, I've tried to be civil uh, and I've tried all the things that it says in her handbook to do. Mm -hmm. And now it's in your hands because I just cannot keep doing this. It's not fair. And they were able to find me another room and they said, you know, the room's going to be half the size. It's like, I don't care. I need to I need to move. And I didn't want it to be a big deal with her. So Mm. I didn't tell her at the time, like immediately. And I was just trying to, the next morning after, I was trying to pack all my stuff Mm. so I can get out of the way and then talk to her when I was done. And she came back in the middle of me packing all my things. And she took such offense to it. And she like told her stepmom and told everybody, I don't know what she told them at the time, but they were, her stepmom had like, verbally abused me and like you know I was 17 at the time and there's this 42 year old lady that's threatening me I don't know anybody in the city it's my first time in the city like who the heck are you and she's this grown woman that's like telling me you better watch your back you don't know where you are whose city this is this this and that and I'm just like oh my god I'm so glad I dodged a bullet, bullet, but hindsight, I wish I went back and pressed charges because mm-hmm. I was 17 at the time. You cannot talk to a minor like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was like, you should I talk had, to anybody like that. Exactly. And I already tried to make things work with your stepdaughter. Why are you taking it out on me? And I, it's not like I am the one that's like throwing everything and slamming everything and making a mess and this and that. Like, I'm just trying to leave in peace. And it was this whole fiasco. And I told her stepmom, I was like, Miss Anderson, if you're going to keep talking to me this way, I'm going to involve the police. Go ahead. You don't know what city you're in. And it was just like, why is this okay? How is this okay for people to, for grown women to talk to minors like that, you know? And the my roommate at the time it felt like she didn't even want anything to do with it after that after her stepmom was opening her mouth because she avoided me the whole year (laughs) I'd seen her maybe we lived in the same building I'd seen her once the whole year it was insane I was like all that for nothing but you know I got through the year and I was like I cannot I cannot be in physically at the school anymore so Mm -hmm. I moved to Vegas fun transition into vegas how was that 
Woo, woo, woo. It was, uh, you know, I thought it would be rainbows and roses and all things nice. Oh my God, you know, he was so bad. <laughs> so bad. The academics, maybe, I don't know. I had gone from sociology to finance. Oh, me, you, switched to to, sociology. you switched to finance for a little bit. I did. And I did. I thought I could do the math and all that. Couldn't pass it. And I was like, well, I'm going back to sociology. <laughs> it was just, it. the advisors didn't care about you. Mm. The teachers were just there to be there Mm. and the school itself didn't really it wasn't up to par like there's so much money in the city and then you go to UNLV and their school looks like that and it's like comes to show where all the money is spent Mm. sad to Mm -hmm. say and it looks flashy on the outside you know but oh my gosh your academics are terrible unless you're there for the hospitality program business program or nursing program I would not um, suggest UNLV Mm. but their nursing program is one of the top so it's their hospitality obviously but for what I was trying to achieve and everything it just didn't work out for me was that where like the other crazy roommate thing happened was that in Vegas like did you have a roommate yes okay that's the one I'm thinking about like the what yeah I can't (laughs) I can't get away from them they love me I don't know what it is so yes I thought, oh my gosh, you know, it'll be so much better this time around. You know, we moved into this place that was off campus. It wasn't associated with the school, but mm-hmm. they were affiliated with the school in a sense. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the students still live, like lived in that building. Um, but they, I did a random roommate because I didn't know anybody at the time um, who was looking for a roommate. So I filled out the form and I got this room. And the girl seemed nice. They didn't tell me anything about her. They just told me her name and what room I was going to be in. And I don't even think they told her when I was moving in because I swear when I was moving in my stuff, she was like, oh, hi. (laughs) Did you move in like, Like, was it the beginning of the year or? It was, it was the beginning of that school year. So it was, I had finished my first year. It was my second year. I did it at UNLV. Um, so I actually moved in, a, I think, would say the end of July at the mm. time. And yeah, so I moved in end of July and I got settled in and everything. I didn't have a car, so I was constantly walking to Target, which is like <laughs> yeah. a 20 minute walk in Vegas dry heat. It was brutal. But again, there was no Uber at the time or Lyft. So I wasn't going to call a taxi. Um, so I would just walk and I would say it was maybe the beginning of August. One night I wanted to cook adobo because mm. I was homesick or whatever. And I'm cooking and my roommate comes home and she goes straight into her room and she slams the door. And I'm stood in the kitchen like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I'm just, I'm just here. And so I wrote her a note on like a index card or whatever mm-hmm. I just wrote you know wrote down my number and it was like hey if you have a problem you can text me if you don't feel comfortable talking to me I don't appreciate you slamming the doors like mm. can you tell me what's going on and the next day she comes out 
or she comes home or whatever and she goes oh my gosh I'm so sorry I'm pregnant and I'm like excuse me you're what (laughs) and I'm trying not to like verbally say that to her yeah like what the heck what well what? when did this happen and she's like yeah I'm just so sensitive to smells and this mind you I had already been in the place for like a couple weeks you know you couldn't have told me when I had moved in it would have been a nice uh disclaimer oh she was already but pregnant by she like- was already pregnant she was already pregnant oh my goodness girl <sighs> And I don't know. It, it's like, okay, you're pregnant. You're going to keep being pregnant. Well, you, give me the heads up. It's not that big of a deal. Like, I'll obviously adjust to when I cook or whatever, be mindful about it. But it was just the whole way she went about it that just, like, turned me off. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, if you're going to act that way, then good luck. And we just, it just set the tone. It set the tone for the entire year. You know, we avoided each other when she was home we never so the place it was two bedrooms with our own bathroom and our shared space was a kitchen and living room mm. if she was in the kitchen cooking I never went out mm-hmm. vice versa and we never used the living room so it was like the weirdest thing ever it was like I just had a room and a kitchen that was it but after she gave birth it was February and I had my lease until July. She gave birth in February. She gave birth and I had been trying to switch out of this room mm-hmm. since I found out she was pregnant. And they told me, you know, no, we're sorry. We can't move you because it's an equal opportunity. She doesn't have the baby yet. And I was like, okay, I understand that. Okay, whatever, no big deal. And then she gave birth and the leasing office calls and says, oh, we can move you into another room now. And by the time she gave birth, it was end of February, almost March. What's March, June, or what comes after March? April, May, June, July. What's four more months? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it wouldn't have made sense to pack all my stuff, move it into another room just for me to pack everything up and then move somewhere else in four months. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, no big deal. I'll just wait it out. Um, And she lived in that room with her baby and her mom. She moved her mom there from Arizona. So it was Mm -hmm. them three. And she was not the nicest person ever. But thank God her mom was an absolute sweetheart. So her mom was there all the time watching the baby because she was going to school for her master's. She wasn't there most of the time. But she luckily the mom was nice. And so every time I would come home, it was just the mom. So I could deal with it. But she just, it just felt you know tight it just felt Mm -hmm. like it wasn't really my space like I was renting a room from them yeah in fact they don't even they don't own the place they're renting a room too so it was it was a lot but I would say in comparison to the year that I had at ASU I would have took I would take the pregnant roommate over the other one See, I was lucky, like, last year that my roommate was pretty cool. And then, like, we just, like, moved in together into an apartment this year and then with our other friend. Right, right. But 
Then we got put with a random roommate because one of our friends like transferred schools. That that's a whole How other did thing. That work out. It was like okay for like, a while. We haven't. I was gonna say we haven't really touched base on it. I remember in the beginning it was okay, and I haven't really asked too much about it. Yeah, then. it's gotten very interesting because like I'm not like big on confrontation. And so there's just been instances where I'm like, okay, girl, this is questionable. Like living, like, okay, so my roommates and I, we went to Eugene, which is like 30 minutes away, for like a good solid two days. And when we left, like the garbage can was like, the garbage was already like kind of full. So you'd expect (laughs) like you'd come back, like it'd be clean or whatever. No, it was like filled up to the brim when we got back from like our two day trip away and I was like I was telling my other roommates I was like guys like I I don't get it like you would assume that the place is getting messy and is, is this like a common thing though that she doesn't take the trash out yes because she shares a bathroom with one of our other roommates and our other roommates who shares the bathroom with her was like yeah usually I'm the one who takes out the trash so I wanted to see if I didn't take out the trash for like a while what would happen and it's just been piling up oh gosh yeah so that's one thing i don't think homegirl knows how to wash her own dishes because she like only uses the dishwasher which is fine but sometimes i grab like dishes off of like like i assume clean dishes because they're in the cupboard cupboard or whatever it's called and i grab a bowl and there's like there's like dry food stuff still in the bowl I'm like this is not clean. I think this Ew. that's that's not clean. I know it even if it went in the dishwasher, there's still stuff in it. Um yeah. And you're supposed to pre-rinse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then and like those things that like concerns everybody in the household. Um and it's like cleaning stuff. I like talk to my roommates Um, thankfully she's not coming in next year, but that means we're going to have another random roommate. I told them, I was like, I really don't want it to get to the point where we have to tell people that there's chores because like cleaning, like the living space shouldn't be like told to someone. It's just like, Hey, right. Like if it's getting dirty and you have the time at the same, at the same time, like growing up, I've realized it's one of those hard pills to swallow. We're not raised the same. Yeah. The way, you know, especially after working at the office shop that I work at now, we are not, you know, made from the same cloth. Mm -hmm. And it has been a rude awakening for me, to say the least. So I will say, like, when it comes to that roommate thing, did you guys tell her in the beginning, like, what is expected? I feel like when this new one comes into um to play I think you guys should just kind of house rules from the jump I know it doesn't sound nice yeah but you need to have them when you have a shared space like that yeah because then you can say hey you know per our house rules yeah (laughs) probably we'll probably do that because like usually what happens yeah we just kind of thought it was common sense like wash your own dishes clean up after your party because like yeah she had a party and left trash Uh like left the trash bags on the side of the apartment where our other um two roommates live and then they had to clean up because like the trash wasn't moving like she didn't throw away the trash 
And people like that, they don't change. I work with middle age, you know, older women. They're all 50, 60 plus, and they do not clean up after themselves. Mm-hmm. After their themselves, it's just they just leave the mess wherever they go, and it's like it's like they're at home, yeah, basically. And what's crazy, like, okay, that's like the thing concerning everyone else. There's like personal things that happened on my end. Like I live on the side, I share the wall with her because her room's next to my room. And like that, that doesn't add to what I'm about to say, but like we had a party once, like my other roommates and I, and we told her and all that. And I used like my little cowboy hat as decoration in the living room and this is a cowboy hat that was given at like one of the football games um Mm -hmm. and there was only a limited amount of them but she has her own i know because i've seen it in her car and like i've been missing my hat and i see like what i assume is my hat in her room and i'm like hmm unless you already had two hats i don't understand why you would grab somebody else's hat out of the living room. So I'm trying to figure that out right now. <laughs> Have you thought about asking her? I've texted in the um, group chat that I have with like all my roommates. And I'm like, hey guys, so like I'm missing my hat. Um, uh-huh. I left it in the living room. If anyone has seen it, please let me know. Like, uh-huh. We will see how it goes. It has been radio silence from her end. Because I know my other roommates, I know they didn't take it. Because <laughs> I've asked them. Right. Um, the, <laughs> the one instance that really got me was when I bought my own bacon, as one does. You know, you buy your own groceries and you put it in the yeah. fridge and stuff. Um, And I wanted to make bacon one night and I open up the fridge and I check it. and like. More than half of my bacon was already gone. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was hanging out because I'm friends with my other two roommates. So I was hanging out with them. And I was like, guys, did anyone, anyone use my bacon? You know, you know, I was kind of like, this is insane. I know I didn't cook any bacon. Like, and they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you didn't use it. You didn't use it. I didn't use it. Uh, There's only four of you. Yeah. I was like, wait, let me do the math here. <laughs> yeah. And so I was tripping balls because I was like, that's so, one, that's just weird. Like, that's weird to do. Right. So, I don't know. Like, I didn't, like, confront her about it. I was just like, okay, I guess I'll just start writing my name on my food, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I would say if you don't want to be confrontational, I would be, I don't know, maybe it's just me, maybe it's the petty in me, but I would put everything in a freaking, like a plastic container with a lid with my name on it. I mean, that's what we did at the dorms because mm. there were so many of us, but if worse comes to worse, push comes to shove, I would put my thing inside a little plastic bin and write your name on it. And I mean, if that doesn't say don't touch my stuff and it doesn't make a statement enough I don't know what will besides telling her to her face don't touch my stuff yeah I think what (laughs) concerned me more was that the fact like it would have been so simple to just ask me like I would have been fine if she was like oh I needed could I cook bacon 
Okay, whose right. bacon is this? Or Could even, I like... like hit up the group exactly? Yeah. Like, hey, do you guys mind? I'll replace it, or even do you guys mind? Just yeah. That. But for me to just find out on my own, I was I was livid. It was and crazy. That blows my mind. Is that you guys are in a four person apartment, and I, I mean, from personal experience, I was in the dorm. You know, we had that fridge, and nobody touched each other's stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'll probably put your name on it. Yeah. I was like, I would be fine. Like, when I'd be fine if she used it. I mean, if she asked me before she used it, but I'm fine with like, with like, um, like, what is it called? Like, seasonings or whatever, if you use that without asking. Yeah. But when it comes to bacon, like, right. God, that's bacon. <laughs> yeah, bacon is ex- expensive. Yeah. She didn't even, the fact she didn't even tell me afterwards. Seriously. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, when is when is the lease over? Um summer. I like summer. it it runs so it runs um August. August is when it ends and then it renews in September. So she didn't renew, so she leaves during August, I believe. And she's gonna stay all the way through. Yeah. Wow. Which I feel bad because one of my roommates is staying over the summer too. And she's like, yeah, I wonder how it's going to be if I don't clean anything. Oh my gosh. It's, you're going to come back to a pig's fine. It's so bad. You might have different species in your trash can. It's just so <laughs> embarrassing when like my friends come over. Like, it's so... Ooh. She... Okay, this one, like, I'll give her some leeway, but she doesn't, she puts things, she takes most of the space in the kitchen, like, both in the drawers and the fridge, which I'm like, okay, okay, shared space, but okay. What gets me is, like, the fridge, she puts stuff in there, and I swear she just forgets that it's ever there, and I'm the one who has to be, like, oh, we just came from grocery shopping, like, three of my other roommates and we have to put space for stuff i start pulling shit out i'm like oh blah blah blah. is this yours like is this still good and she's like oh yeah i'll clean it I hate, and i'm like I no no no, i'll do be, it i hate to be the bearer of bad news that's uh something that you will deal with in your uh, adult life because that's something i deal with now so uh <laughs> it won't change yeah. get used to it oh but, my god it's gone awful you say it now and it makes me boil even more it just makes me realize that these people that I work with they've always been like that yeah and these people are 50 60 years old and they do what you are exactly what you're saying so these people have just been raised like that I just don't nobody has told them yeah I just don't get it because it it just goes bad like it does not does that not like concern them? Like your food's going bad. There's no space in the fridge. You keep adding things. Yeah. And you don't smell that? Like what? I don't know. But yeah, it doesn't get better with age. It gets worse. It gets worse. Yeah. I think she's moving in with like a house with her friends and you don't want good for them. Good for them. Yeah, good luck. Okay. Um, where do we leave off? Oh, you and OV. Wait. 
I didn't even touch upon like the fact that you wanted to be in a sorority at ASU. Did you like try for UNLV? Was there a Greek life over there? So I did try at UNLV and I did the, uh, so at ASU I did like the uh, Asian one and then at UNLV I did the philanthropy, not philanthropy, the, uh, there's a, there's a, I don't remember what it's called, but I did the, the ones in American schools. Okay. Basically. I don't know how else to explain um, where I did the whole rush process, three day weekend rush process. And I knew a lot of people that went to UNLV and a, quite a few people that were in sororities. So I thought, you know, I was under the impression, oh, it can't be that hard. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, it was God awful. I hated every bit of it. You had to get new outfits. You had to do constant interviews with people who judged you off of 10 questions and it was from 9 a.m to basically 7 or 8 p.m every day for three days straight and you don't have your cell phone and you have to wear you know certain you have to fit the dress code for that day you have lunch at a certain hour all this to pay for your friends Mm, mm -hmm. but I will say I I mean I did get into a sorority but it wasn't the one that I wanted and I went through with it just to kind of see if I would like it I didn't even get past um midnight when everybody chose their sorority like Mm. I chose mine and everybody was getting ready to get on the bus to go to their events and whatever and I was like I cannot and I just kind of walked over to the (laughs) side and dipped I was like no I'm not gonna pretend and I'm glad I decided then because I avoided you know all the fees and this is not but it wasn't it wasn't fun I didn't like it and I didn't get into the ones that I wanted and it breaks people like some girls were in shambles Mm -hmm. you know it's their entire life and I'm like it's not that serious and I feel like maybe I would have had a different um college experience but I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and I wasn't going to fake um who I was just Mm -hmm. to kind of fit in and that's something I've stuck with through and through even when I moved to here to Fort Lauderdale like I don't I don't have a group of friends down here. I don't, I refuse to conform to the group of people down here because they're not who I want to associate myself with. Mm -hmm. They don't have hearts. They only care about what you, what you can bring to the table, not what, who you actually are. Everybody's so fake. They just want Instagram followers Mm -hmm. and this, 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 and that. And it's like, they don't care about your personality, what your goals are. You know, they don't care about your dog's name. So I'm not going to fake and act like, oh, I like everybody just mm-hmm. to say that I have friends. Yeah. It's not that serious. You know, you have to be comfortable with your own company. I need to find someone because last time I talked to somebody who also tried like being in a sorority, but also like got out of it i need to find someone who actually enjoys it because i think i my friend no they absolutely do yeah 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 no i have friends that are like my friend that i went to high school with she's a year older than me 
Um, she was in a sorority and I'm friends with all of her friends that are mm-hmm. in the sorority. So they're like, she's been able to meet all these other girls and whatever. And there's a, there are pros and cons. Absolutely. But I will say that I'm sad that I saw more of the cons than, yeah. than the pros because it, it can provide you sisterhood. It provides you everything that it says that it does at a price mm-hmm. and you have to fit the mold. So it's kind of like a catch 22. Um, but I'm not, I've never want, been one to be like, no, don't go into a sorority. I've always been just be a little careful. Yeah. You know, don't, don't put too much into it because it it's shallow right off the bat. It's very shallow. But once you get through that part, you can really form relationships. But you need to get through that first little bit. Do you remember... Because I just learned this recently that you have to pay for Rush. Do you remember how much you had to pay for Rush, both at ASU and UNLV? So ASU was kind of different since it was the Asian one. And the Rush for that was a week. A week. A week? UNLV, yeah. UNLV was only three days. ASU one was a week. Every single night from Monday to Sunday, we had an basically an event that you had to go to to show you know how serious you were and one event that stuck with me the most ASU is supposed to be like this no hazing allowed school really this this and that oh your sorority is gonna get kinked out if you haze everybody hazes at the freaking school so the haze at this Asian sorority was I don't know it wasn't that big of a deal it wasn't but I don't know why it just wrecked every single one of us there was six to eight girls in my rush group and they had a house like every other sorority and frat house they had a sorority house and they brought us all to the house they blindfolded us brought us into the house and sat us all into a dark room and said you guys need to wait here until your name is called and this was probably like night three four three to five that we are already in into the rush process and we're all sitting in this room all eight of us just blindfolded and they're picking us up one by one and they go they grab us and they go into the you know they get out of the room and they come back and the girls are in tears oh no absolute tears every time they come back and I'm thinking what the heck is going on and sure enough it's my turn blindfold on bring me to a room put me on my hands and knees and go they ask me do you trust us that's all they ask you do you trust us like what you can't ask nothing, yes or no. Do you trust us? And either you say yes or no. I'm pretty sure at the time I said yes. <laughs> and they go, okay, put your hands here. Like, grab your hands. And they make you touch this thing. And they ask you, what is this? Huh? And I'm feeling, I'm feeling. And I go, it's a toilet. <laughs> like, yes. Correct. It's a toilet. Stick your hand in. Oh no! And take oh no. Oh, no. Whatever is out of the toilet, 
and I'm wait are you still tears. blindfolded right blindfolded you're supposed to... do you trust us yes okay <laughs> stick your hand inside do you trust us and that's the question they kept asking do you trust us do you trust us okay and yes okay. stick your hand in the toilet like <laughs> <laughs> oh. go stick my hand in the toilet and they tell you to grab whatever is in the toilet and I went and I grabbed it and they asked, what are you holding in your hand? It's a freaking banana. Oh, okay. They tell you to take the blindfold off and they go, we would never do anything to hurt you. Okay. Um, miss, you emotionally destroyed me. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh I have trust issues because of you. Gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> that was the whole exercise. The whole point of it was... And that's what they said. You know, we would never put, do anything to put you in harm's way. This was our way of seeing if you trust us. <sighs> and they put you back in the room and you're in tears. You're like, why the fuck? Why would they do that to me? And then when everybody is done, they come back into the room, they call everybody out and they try to make this whole spiel of, I personally cleaned the toilet myself 12 times, whatever the heck it was. You know, you guys were, you guys were fine. It wasn't that serious. Like, okay. (laughs) And we're all sat there just crying. All of us like, well, why? (laughs) And so after that, we had, they have this house party and this whole rush process is supposed to be a dry rush. So you're not supposed to drink. You go to a house party and there are people trying to give you drinks. But you're supposed to be like, no, 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 it's a no, test. No. Exactly. It's a test. Mm. And then there are other girls in the sorority that are on the side trying to tell you, Hey, no, it's okay. It's they don't mean it. It's not all that serious. You can have a sip. Mm. Second, you take a sip, you're out. Dang. You are out. That's it. <laughs> it was brutal. And then last day, they take you to a park. We would do we would do these drills. It was like it was another class. They made you memorize the Greek alphabet for what? <laughs> like we were gonna talk to each other in the freaking <laughs> Greek alphabet. What the hell? what the hell man they made us do this whole freaking routine they made us put together a dance routine oh yeah yeah do you remember this no no okay (laughs) because our our greek life the freshmen or first years have to do a thing called sing where they have to sing and dance yeah So yes, basically that. Oh my god! And you know, I took a little bit of the Lilo and Stitch, the beginning intro of the movie. <laughs> I made everybody dance along. No. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, needless to say, when bedtime came around, I said, "No, screw you guys! I'm not doing it." And mm-hmm. it was so bad. To the point where I had gotten a big and everything, you know, I was basically almost there. But me and my big, we didn't get along. So I was just over. It. And she was the president of the sorority at the time. The freaking president, bro. I was like, I'm not. I'm no, thank you. And she wasn't very nice. And so 
I dropped the sorority and an alumni of the sorority reached out to me, took me out to lunch and was like, can you please come back? I will be your new big. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Sorry. So it, it, yeah, so much That's fun. Crazy. I love college, man. <laughs> you just come, what's the word? Come, come part. What's the word, Gigi? Compartmentalize? No. Yes, say it. Compartmentalize? That doesn't sound right. (laughs) (laughs) That's the word I'm looking for, though. That's what I did with all of my college experience. (laughs) Just kind of tucked it in the back of my head. And it's all coming out. It is, and I'm having PTSD, and it like everything is coming back. Mom, guys, when I was on Facetime with them, they're like, "Oh, have you talked to your sister?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm talking to her right now." Like I was texting you about the details, but I didn't tell them that Uh I was like for this. Mom's trying to act super excited now for December. I'm like, stop doing that. Just stop. (laughs) (laughs) I got it, mom. Just calm down, Hmm. lady. Okay. Um, my next point is working over school because i know like there was a part of your life Uh, where you were like i'm gonna just work i'm gonna just do the working thing (laughs) yeah so i would say like in vegas i wanted to just work i wanted to get into the industry but hindsight i'm glad that i did it because i would easily get sucked up into that Mm -hmm. i would not have finished school i would have just you know why the money is so good being a cocktail server there's no need to go and be anything more um so that's like where I really wanted to be selfish and just work 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 but like after I moved to Florida and I didn't really have anything to do I was like well I have to do something so I started to look and I thought oh what can I do with my free time oh let me go serve for a little bit I thought, oh my gosh, an Asian restaurant, a sushi place. Oh, their plates won't be heavy. Mm. You know, sushi plates are not heavy at all. I go and I do this interview and next thing you know, I'm hired as a server. (laughs) Excuse me. Mind you, it's a freaking hibachi place. And it's not just a sushi place. It's an Asian full-on restaurant and their plates are heavy as heck. They got white porcelain plates and they're so heavy, but I've never served before. And I told the manager that, you know, like I've never done this before. It'll be my first time, but I have been a hostess. Um, So he was like, all right, well, we'll see what you got. And they hired me as a server and it was brutal because this restaurant, like in the beginning, it would get busy, but not crazy busy like I would make decent money but nothing to keep me around and nobody would help me it was just me on the floor I didn't have a bartender I didn't have a food runner I didn't have a busser or a host so I was taking reservations I was bussing tables I was running drinks sometimes I had to pour my own drinks Mm. and I had to run my own food it was a lot And I had to do the to-go orders. So I just, it was, sometimes I felt like, oh my gosh, like, is it me? 
or what the heck is going on? But I had to remind myself, like, no, it's it's the work. And then after a couple of months, it just died. We got so slow and nobody was coming in. Nobody was tipping. Nobody was spending money. And I just couldn't do it anymore. And there was this guy who would come in almost every day and sit at the bar and would order a white wine with his sushi. And I would always have you pour. I would give, give him a little extra just because he would come in and order like three, four glasses at a time. And one day when I was getting close to putting my two weeks in, I thought, let me just ask him. Let me ask him what he does because he's here all the time. So I asked him, you know, oh, what do you do? And he told me he works in a law firm on Las Olas, which is a popular little strip in Fort Lauderdale. And I go, oh my gosh, are you guys hiring? You know, just like totally like kind of joking, but not really in the hopes that he'll be like, yes, we are. And he's like, no, we don't really have any open spots, but you know, down your name and your number. And I thought, okay, well, that's a start. So I gave him my name and my number and a couple of weeks go by and he texts me. He goes, hey, send me your resume. And that's it. So I send him my resume. Couple weeks go by again. He goes, messages me again, goes, a lady named Mary is gonna call you from our office. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And that's it. No more information than that. And I'm waiting for a call, waiting for a call. No call from this Mary. He messages me again. Mind you, like a month and a half had already gone by and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have a job now. This is mm -hmm. not going anywhere. And he's like, did she call you? And I tell him, no, she hasn't called yet. And he goes, okay, she'll give you a call. A couple more weeks go by, no call. And then she finally calls me and she schedules me an interview. So I go and I interview and she doesn't say that I get the job or anything like that couple weeks go by again and then she goes can you come to the office and sign papers <laughs> not even you got the job just say <sighs> come in and sign the papers okay like, oh geez all right and I go in and when I go I don't even drive into the right building I park in the building over I come into the garage and I go um is this in this building no you're in the wrong building you need to rock across the street I'm like oh my gosh and so I get there and I'm signing all these papers and he, uh, little did I know, the guy that I had reached out to is a name holder of this firm. He's the name holder of this firm and I didn't know until I had gone in to sign the papers or yeah. actually do my interview. And his name, when he told me his name, I should have said when he told me his name the first time, he goes, my name is John Morrow, which is our grandpa's name, Morrow. And from there, I nearly dropped the glass on the bar. I was like, are you serious? And so I was very hopeful from the jump, you know, hopefully this is a sign. And now that I've been there a year and a half, mm -hmm. you know, I go in and I drive every day and I see our grandpa's name. I push the elevator. His name is on the elevator. I walk in and his name is right there. I just can't help but feel like it's 
it's him, you know, Mm -hmm. it's him giving me these opportunities because I hated serving so much. Every day I thought, oh my God, I don't even make enough money to pay for my parking. Yeah. Like why, why am I doing this right now? And at the time I wasn't going to school, I was doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And I started this job at the law firm. They didn't have an opening. He made an opening for me. I didn't know this. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, it kind of also worked out because their receptionist was just a temp. Mm. So everything worked out into its own place. Like they were able to get rid of their temporary receptionist. Um, and I wasn't the receptionist, but I became the file clerk and then later on became the receptionist because it was just all of this other stuff. But he, yeah, went out of his way and like, made that work out for me and every day I just think what would have what what would I where would I be if I never asked yeah but like also when I wanted to go back to school I didn't I didn't know where to start and then I called ASU and they told me you owe us money we're not gonna help you at all (laughs) and I was like excuse me (laughs) What do you mean? Like you already took some of my money. Why can't you help me a little bit? What the heck? No, we can't do anything for you. I'm like, oh my God, I can't pay, you know, these thousands of dollars. And mm-hmm. I'm like freaking out. I'm crying. Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to go back to school. And I don't know. One day I just decided to ask um, Mr. Morrow for help. And he called the debt collectors saying that he was my lawyer to negotiate on my part and it scared the hell out of them and I only paid I think I paid a little bit over half that was due yeah so I don't know like all the opportunities I have now I wouldn't have had without him Mm. and now I am like couple what is it what month is it May June, July, August, September, October, six months away from graduating. It's just like crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) When you want it, the universe listens sometimes. No, yeah. If you want it that bad. Wait, so by like at this point when you went back to school, like when you were like, okay, I think I'm going to go back to school. Did you go back into studying sociology or like? Yep, just went right back into my major. And that was a crazy thing. Like right after I had situated all the debt that was due from um, prior, ASU was like, oh, welcome back. What can we do Uh, for you? And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) But I I seriously love ASU way more than, you know, UNLV. I will always stand behind them because they go out of your way. They will work with you Mm -hmm. the advisors your teachers everybody will work with you to make sure that you're able to get to where you need to be and if you if they're not able to help you they will point you in the right um direction and that's something UNLV doesn't provide you Mm -hmm. like you go into the advisor's office and you leave feeling worse than you went in and they make you feel so stupid and so small I also heard that ASU has a really good, like, online college or, like, online school. 
I now that you see that it is and I always thought I was the type of person that needed to be physically in class hands on but I will say after doing online to be able to have the um like flexibility the power yeah. exactly the flexibility and the power to pause uh replay mm-hmm. rewatch it's it's life-changing and you can get all the notes that you need to and I feel like with online programs they give you so much resources yeah to um to excel Okay, so we talked about you deciding to go back to school and like continue education and you spoiled that you will be graduating um, this winter. Um, But one of my questions is like, I know there was a time where you considered moving back home and like you considered going back to school at home. Man, how is I that? Tell you. <laughs> Listen, in, in that little moment when I was thinking of going home, you know what it was? Another boy. Yeah. Uh, I love the boys. <laughs> I love the boys, man. When was this in like so the t- timeline? Like when you were. I was going to say. Yeah. July. June, well, 2015, summer of 2015. Oh, I had already like- decided. I finished my first year at ASU. Okay. I decided I wasn't going back to ASU. Mm-hmm. I had already been accepted to UNLV. Mm-hmm. So I was spending the summer at home on Maui just to try and like spend time at home, raise money, mm-hmm. um, and then move to Vegas for the school year. And I went to Oahu for like a weekend trip at the time to visit my best friend or yeah. my close friend. And this guy, and I loved it so much. We had so much fun. I was there maybe like three or four days, and she was like trying to get me to move there. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, I can just go to UH Manoa, no big deal. <laughs> and I cried. I remember like the last when they dropped me to the airport, I was crying, freaking waiting for the plane, on the plane, everything. I was crying in tears. Like, me oh my god I want to move to Oahu I'm gonna go to UH Manoa blah 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 I get home and I tell mom I'm going to UH Manoa she almost had a heart attack (laughs) oh my gosh I thought she was gonna die she was like are you kidding me right now are you serious like you have what is it three more weeks before you go to Vegas and you're Mm -hmm. telling me you want to stay here and go to Oahu and I'm like yeah (laughs) I'm my friend you know I'm so sad whatever and she was like no you need to go to Vegas I'm like oh my god she's like leave seriously like get out you can't stay here but I'm glad I'm glad again hindsight so glad I didn't stay and go Mm -hmm. to Oahu because I have no idea what my life would have been. I would have wouldn't have Tito yeah. for starters. I would Tito's not her have dog. Tito. Tito's a pug. Tito is my lifeline. <laughs> <laughs> you got him in Vegas, huh? And, yes. And I was gonna say I also got my like my car in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of nice things that came from Vegas of all the places that I was like, no, I'm not going there. But yeah mom was like no you're you're going back to the mainland you can't stay here yeah so she drove she brought me back to the mainland and got me set up at UNLV but 
Yeah, it was just a little, you know, weekend trip that made me impulsive. But I don't know. When you go to Oahu, I'm telling you, watch out when you go because you're going to go and you're going to stay in Waikiki down where UH Manoa is. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. See, I want to go visit. But here's the thing. When I was applying for colleges, I didn't even apply for like UHMC or UH Manoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, no, I don't I don't know if I want to like stay even out of wall yeah but mm, like I didn't even give my choice I didn't give myself the choice to (laughs) like at that point and that was the other thing yeah I was gonna say I don't think like me and you I would say our parents kind of in a way pushed us more towards mainland schools yeah because I don't think just like you, I don't think even UH Manoa, UHMC was in my head. I don't, it was like, why would I go there? You know, why yeah. don't I just stay home if that was the case? But I'm kind of like, wow, I kind of wish maybe I checked it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never even checked it out. I mean, I didn't even check out most of the schools I applied for, but maybe UH Manoa would have been good because like, it's kind of like home, yeah. kind of city. Yeah. And you don't take into account how much other students come from yeah. the mainland to there. Yeah. So, I don't know, hindsight again, <laughs> but I don't know. What if we both ended up going to UH Manoa? Would it still be the same timeline, you think? <laughs> like, you'd still be like... No. <laughs> no, I think everything... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be weird for me because I like know people from high school who go like I have friends who go so I I'd be thinking oh would I hang out with them like I'm still friends with them right, I still talk right, with right, them right, right now but like they all live together and stuff like in different apartments and stuff I'm like would that be me like where would I be I don't know yeah seriously what are, what do you think life would be if you had gotten to like school in California oh my goodness if I I don't know. That's crazy. Because those were like my dream schools. Like everyone, everyone thought that I was going yeah. to California. Everyone was like, I thought you were going there. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? Where the hell is she going to go? What the hell? Oregon. Just stay home. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. I know. Well, California didn't want me. Um, but like I think because I applied for like film schools and stuff and those were really hard to get into. And at the time I wanted to go to film school. Now, not so much. Like, I'm glad where I am right now. But if I was in California, maybe I'd be like, I I don't know how much An time. influencer? <laughs> Probably not. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I'd get so bored. I'd just, like, influence. Like, make a TikTok and or go whatever. and get smoothies from Air One. Yeah. And, like, um, what is that called? Revamp my YouTube and just vlog oh and be gosh. like hi Wait, guys stop. <laughs> because i'm actually i was like wait you should get into youtube yeah. Ew, stop. no be- we always have this no, conversation because- you literally have the camera for it just go ahead yeah it's one of those things that i don't want to do it because it's too much of a i'm too Commitment. much of a perfectionist oh exactly it would take too much of my time like i would try to put something together and be like no that's not up to par yeah and I don't want to put it out if it's not what I want it to look like. Yeah. But oh my gosh, the sponsorship, man. What the heck? Yeah. I have a classmate who is like an influencer. She's like, she does Stop. gym stuff. 
And, oh my god, yeah. she's a influencer. Yeah, and so she gets like these sponsorships. She she has this Amazon list where people can buy her stuff, and I'm like, <gasps> yeah, and she gets commission. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I don't get know. that bank. Seriously, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, maybe I should because even when I wasn't doing too much, too much, yeah, I had there's this um swimsuit company that's yeah. based out of philippines Ooh. like they source yeah they source all of their things in the philippines and i had a coupon code with them but i didn't keep up oh and hydro jugs you know hydro jugs sure the, they're actually these big jugs that uh-huh. a lot of the with like the lines and, yeah and they have like uh you can put them on a lanyard or whatever uh-huh. um i had a discount code with them didn't keep that up so I think I should go back to it. <laughs> yeah, it would be like a, a source of income and hopefully a source of fun. I was going to say, I don't think I could do it now just because I have too much on my plate. Yeah. But like, I just want to finish school and maybe I'll feel like I'll have a life. But I'm trying to look for something that I like a job where I can work from home so I can allow myself to yeah. do everything else. There's a lot of work from home opportunities now post I don't see pandemic. them. That's what they say, but not down here. Well, maybe if you use your LinkedIn, which by the way, I tried connecting with you like months ago <laughs> and the message I put is like, please, I'm your sister. What the heck? I'm making connections. I don't use I don't use it. So I got the email. I'm thinking, what the heck is wrong with her? I got another email. I'm like, Jesus, this child. I'm like, I don't even use that. But you you can use it to see what companies are like because they have to pay. Like they have to pay for like LinkedIn and for right. Indeed to put their job applications like saying that they're uh what's it called? hiring yeah i'm looking into trying to work for the uh miami heat Ooh, as what i don't know and just yeah I'm you know that that yeah for them corporate <laughs> yeah. you know not the event side yeah, just yeah, the corporate yeah. side because they um they're right in downtown miami and we have mm. a bright line a train that goes from fort lauderdale straight to downtown miami so like I wouldn't mind taking a train to work. Are yeah. you kidding me? I don't have to drive. Oh my god! Nice little view. Probably could take a nap if you need to. And I would get premium seats, which include drinks and snacks. Wow! And it's Miami so Heat, so like you? they would probably like give you amenities and stuff. Exactly. I'm trying to look for bigger name companies that I can work for mm. for bigger like perks. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Well, you're putting it out in the universe right now, so I don't see why. I not. keep talking about it. I keep saying, I think I want the heat. I don't know what's the heat. You just gotta, I know this girl. Yeah, if you know somebody. Well, she'd already asked me. Um, she actually works at the bar, uh-huh. which I don't really care to do because you would have to go down every night that they have a game. Yeah. She but she makes so much money. And I thought about asking her if I can pick up a couple of ships so look into that but my gosh because if you do that you just do the thing where you're like oh my god what do you do like who are you 
how do I get into yeah. the position I want to be in? We all know I'm good at that. Jesus <laughs> And that's the place to be. You know, now that you say that, because they're all in the box, the box freaking units, with yeah. their own bartender. That's smart. But I was also thinking of getting my real estate license. So. Ooh, that would be good too. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, know. I don't see why you can't do both. You kind of do have to focus a bit on like maybe your yeah. yeah. That's why I haven't done it yet because I'm like, well, I'm in school right now, yeah. so I don't want to in school, in school, in school. So yeah. yeah. Speaking Probably of school, do it when I'm done. Yeah. Speaking of school, how does it feel to know like you'll be graduating soon? I want to throw up every day. <laughs> I want to throw up every day that goes by. I just want to throw up. I keep thinking about my party. I'm like, I just want to party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stressed. I'm like, Sh- I need to lose weight. I need to take pictures. Party. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing going through my head. I keep telling myself, like when, with these upcoming assignments and all this last semester, I'm just like, well, you can't graduate. You can't have a graduation party if you don't do your classes. Yeah. So you need to do your homework. Yeah. So what you say is that, like, the fact that you're going to have a graduation party, does is that what, like, keeps you motivated? Or, like, what? I would say, <clears throat> I would say it keeps me motivated in the sense where, like, I want to be acknowledged for everything that I, the freaking time that I just spent doing this yeah. for a freaking piece of paper. I want to party. I want to get lit. <laughs> I want to just let go. You know, I just want to, okay, it's done. We're done. Mm-hmm. On to the next. So I would say it's motivation, but it's also a good, like, wake up call when you need it. Like when yeah. you're slipping, like I tell myself, you've got this far. Don't let, don't forget to do one assignment. How far back are you going to go? You know? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things I try to keep in mind. Like, you're so close. So close. This one, you don't have to go into detail or, like, even answer. But it's one I wrote down. It's like, did you feel any pressure from our parents to rush your graduation? Or, like, did you feel any pressure when I entered college? Because, like, for those listening, my sister and I, we have, like, a seven-year difference. So. I would say yes, then no, and yes. So absolutely with you in college I absolutely took that into account when I had started again because I thought oh my gosh you cannot tell me my freaking baby sister is gonna lap me right now and I was thinking good god if I have to be in school until oh my gosh it was driving me nuts I was like oh my god I'm not gonna finish she's gonna beat me not even beat me she's gonna finish before me I can't breathe I can't breathe and it just it just so happened that everything worked out and I didn't have much to do that it was like okay I'll finish before (laughs) (laughs) but with mom and dad like they had so much pressure on me for like the first I would say four or five years and like after that it kind of like it wasn't too much pressure mm-hmm. and then it was two years ago and now that I've been in school it's like oh you're in school what yeah what yeah the and reaction like, is so weird exactly and I'm just it hurts you know in a in in a sense because it's like you 
you had been bothering me about this for so long and I'm just now getting back to a sense where like okay I can do it yeah. but at the same at the same time it's like I'm not really even doing this for me it's more so for you and so you can say that you're proud of me and say oh my daughter this and my dear mm. but it's just frustrating because it's one of those things where like well I know I could have made you know the same if not more money without a degree Mm -hmm. doing something completely different Mm -hmm. but it's not what my parents wanted from me so it's one of those things where your morals come into play I guess but yeah I felt the pressure then I don't feel it now and it's like well I'm almost done what the heck so it's frustrating now where it's like okay they don't it doesn't feel like they care that's what it feels like but yeah I would say I felt more pressure trying to finish before you Mm -hmm. than I did from our parents they're so weird because like I was talking about it I was like because like it was during like when our cousins were graduating high school I was like oh yeah my sister's gonna graduate and like (laughs) I'm gonna graduate and then dad was like, you sure you don't want to graduate before? I was like, one, I don't want to do that. Like, I mentally, physically, emotionally can't do that. Two, what are you talking about? Like, she's graduating yeah. in winter. I don't know. It, It's, I will say it doesn't feel real to me just because nobody's really giving it the acknowledgement that I want, you know, that I've been craving that yeah. you have these, they've been giving me such a hard time over it just for me to be what six months away and it's like eh, eh. right and it's like what the hell you guys like I busted my ass for what mm-hmm. for what and it's it's very hurtful it's one of those things where like I've been battling with I don't want to party I don't want I don't care like nobody else seems to care why should I what's the point and I try to explain that to mom and she just doesn't get it yeah she genuinely just does not get it and I can only explain so much that it's like well what's the freaking point yeah like I'm borderline so close to being like it's fine don't worry about it like we don't have to go out of our way because you don't even feel like you want to go out of your way you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. but I don't know how to like I've already brought it up to them so it's like well what now I don't know how to get past it you know I don't know how to cross over a bridge and be like oh you guys do care like Mm -hmm. I think that's something they're gonna have to hold my hand yeah and walk me over that bridge because it doesn't it feels like it's just me Mm mm-hmm like me and you is that's what it feels like like me and you are planning my freaking graduation party and it's like yeah what because you've been freaking barking on my goddamn trees how many freaking years so and like you deserve it it you deserve to be celebrated for like all your accomplishments so it makes and the fact that they have been like pressuring you or like nagging for all the years you would assume like it's just also hurtful for to think back in high school 
you know, when I graduated with honors and that's yeah. all mom wanted. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to graduate with honors. If you don't graduate with honors, it's not good enough. Like, what? What do you mean? Like, isn't that enough? And even then, I didn't have a graduation party. We got a new car because we needed it. And she said, yeah. it's for you. Meanwhile, I was going off to college in two months. How is that my car? Yeah. And I just, now that I say it out loud, it really does hurt me more than it's showing that sh- they're not wanting to do more for me, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, well, I did it for you. Like, I get it. I'm your child, but I'm doing this to make you proud. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this so you can say my daughter graduated with her this, this, and that from this, this, and that school. And it's just like, all I wanted was a party. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And I wa- and I was even paying for like a good chunk of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's kind of like, well, if you're not going to throw me one, I should just throw me one here. And- Mm-hmm. not invite you <laughs> but then but, but then they're know. gonna get pressed they're gonna be like oh you had a party and exactly. we weren't there well at least mom would dad would probably just be like oh good for you <laughs> like yeah i don't know i don't know it's one of those things though like makes you think what's the point mm-hmm. all right cross that bridge when we get to it i guess is there uh any advice that you would you want on any specific topic oh yeah, yeah yeah i have two more questions that i have written down and then like you can ask the questions that you may have because i know you said you had questions i don't know if we answered them but um one of the questions is what advice do you have for freshman year you and what advice do you have for anyone else who's going through like a similar situation as you as in like putting off school for a while going to work going to different states and all that like um advice for freshmen (laughs) advice for freshmen me would be uh dump your boyfriend (laughs) and get on tinder (laughs) (laughs) because everybody was on tinder everybody that was like when it made it like taboo i would say everybody was on tinder and everybody was catching Ubers, okay? Mm. And I'm like, what is a Tinder? What do you mean you're getting in an Uber? Is that a <laughs> new kind of car? It's like, no, call an Uber to go meet up with my... Uh, uh. And I'm like, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> so everybody was experiencing college and I was sat there like a loser. I went to two house parties and yeah. Arizona State is the number one party school in the nation, just to uh, throw that out there. And I went to two house parties. So if there's one advice that I would give to freshman me is dump your boyfriend. (laughs) Um, Advice for somebody that's working while going to school. Take care of your mind. If your head hurts, your head freaking hurts. Don't push it. It's a lot. I mean, whatever it may be that you're doing serving or working an office job or anything that it may be, it's a lot on your mind to go to work and then go home and think with your head after you had just been working all day. It's a lot. Take time for yourself. Take time to decompress. And 
I would say if you can, for me, what's worked is pushing off my assignments to one day. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like the best, but for me, it works because what I do is just so mentally draining that I cannot be bothered to come home and open my books. Mm-hmm. So what I will do throughout the week is like read my notes, watch videos that I need to do. So when the weekend comes, I can just do my assignments. So that is the advice that I would give for working people is try to set a schedule that works for you. Like always keep it separate, your, your studies and your work. And if you can do your studies at work, absolutely do that because then you get more hours learning which I would do I would read my books sometimes if I have downtime and it makes it easier to do the assignments because you kind of have a gist of it all Mm. yeah take care of yourself first always good advice good advice um okay I hope so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my last question that I have written down is like what do you deem success Or, like, what do you deem successful in your eyes? So, for me, like, what I've been using is what I deem as successful or important, I guess, in life is respect. Like, as long as I'm respectful to the people around me and, like, people are respectful to me, then that's, like, successful. I've been successful with life. Okay. Um, Well, my answer is just going to sound god-awful now. Um... The success meter for me is money. That's okay. <laughs> That's, yeah. Cash money. How much I have in my goddamn bank account. What kind of freaking house I have. That's success for me. It sounds bad, but it's it's my life. And like what I want for in life. You yeah. know, like we've always, I wouldn't say, you know, we're so, so rich, but we've yeah. always grown up in nicer things. You know, we've, gone on vacations we've seen something so what I deem successful is everything our our parents have done like mm-hmm. have a house have investments have money in your bank account that's that's what's successful to me I know some people think having kids is a sign of success I will say I can't relate I don't feel like my legacy has to be through my children mm-hmm. I feel that my legacy will be through my work Mm -hmm. I'll build an empire with my money with my investments so that's what success is to me as you know as superficial as it sounds it's money I want to have nice things I want to do all the things that I want to do um so that I you know at the end of the day I can live my life and say well I will I wish I did this I wish I did that like yeah I want to feel content yeah that's that's the pure measure of succession is being content with your life and that is your truth yes it is money (laughs) (laughs) do you have any questions for me like I know you said you had questions yeah I was wondering what is your biggest challenge in college what's your biggest challenge thus far like has it been academics has it been the people has it been the school it's been like weirdly it's been trying to balance everything because like I'm taking classes which should be my main focus but then I'm also doing like volunteer work and like that like 
goes into a whole bunch of things because I'm not getting paid for it. Like I tell people like, oh yeah, like I have a radio show and I'm volunteering for TV and I'm make a podcast and they're like, oh, and you're, you're getting paid for it, right? I'm like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for next year, I actually did land like two jobs here. So I'll actually get paid to do stuff. Um, but what scares me for that is like, how will I balance that? Because like, literally right now as a prime example, I'm like prioritizing kind of my work life, even though I'm not getting paid for this. It's like, this will mm-hmm. go into like future endeavors for work over um, like fun stuff. Cause my friends, they're currently at a lake, like an hour away from here doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. But yeah, that's what's I been the hardest. Say, now that you say that, don't lose yourself. I know it sounds hard. Try to remember you first. Always you first. If you if you don't need to be there, don't freaking be there. You know, like same thing with I try to tell myself at work because I want to go. You know, I want to go above and beyond and stretch myself thin for these people. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to. They're not going to repay you. They're not going to remember all of the minutes that you stayed after work. They do not care. So you go, you take care of yourself first, always. And I know you're volunteering and I admire you so much for it, but put yourself first. (laughs) And has there been any like other struggles when it came to like moving to the mainland or Oregon per se for you? Oh, yeah. I like, I was going to talk about this like on my podcast, but I guess I'm talking about it right now. But like, Cause like coming from Hawaii, it was such like a, like a mixed bag of cultures Mm -hmm. and people and experiences and stuff. And then coming to Oregon, it's a very predominantly white, like state overall, and then a predominantly white institution. And so what I found was kind of hard was like, sometimes I feel kind of isolated because I like fit in so many categories but I still feel so very isolated like there's people from Hawaii and then there's people who are Filipino and there's people who are Asian American and there's people who like fit like the creative stuff that I do and sometimes I feel isolated when I'm like at the Hawaii things like I don't feel like I'm as local or as like Hawaiian resident as that or like people from the Filipino club I feel sometimes isolated because I'm like oh am I doing enough for my culture like are they more Filipino than me like all that definitely I can relate um when you say especially with the Hawaii club um because I tried to join the Hawaii club at ASU and I ended up just not going anymore because that same exact reason I didn't most of the kids were from Oahu everybody yeah, knew each other already yeah. and you're sat there like okay I want to be your guys friend too you know we're from Hawaii we're known to include everybody why are you guys making me feel so secluded yeah type thing so yeah I'm glad that you've been able to stick through it though with your um Hawaii club and your Filipino club because after the first time that I went to Hawaii club meeting after that time I was like nope I cannot 
So kudos to you. See, you say that, but I don't, <laughs> I don't really go to Filipino club at all, really. And then for Hawaii club, I went to one just to help out with their hoike and then help out with their hoike, hoike like event thing. But like I know uh-huh. some people, but even they tell me, even they tell me that they feel some type of way about Hawaii Club because they do see that it's like broke up into little posses where like those people are friends, but right. they're not friends with that person. Yeah. And I'm like that's not fun. No, and it like it just it brings you back to high school in Hawaii with all the little cliques and everything and you would think you move to the mainland you know there's not many of you you have to stick together mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that <laughs> and yeah lots of people from Oahu I have no idea and I'm thinking where do the Maui people go <laughs> I don't know I don't know because most of yeah most of the students from Hawaii club are from Oahu or Big Island that's pretty much it yeah <laughs> And there are more people from Ho- freaking Kauai than there is from Maui and mm. the Hawaii Club. I'm like, what the heck? Blows my mind. Maybe they all just stay home. I don't know. That's how it feels like. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, now that you say it, yeah, they're all still on Maui. I guess one more question, like, what are, what are your plans after college? I know you want to hopefully work for, like, Miami Heat and, like, Get your um, license for realtoring. Yeah. I'm kind of in like a whole, the world is my oyster. Real. I want to go work for the heat. I want to go and get my realtor's license. I'm kind of thinking of getting my master's. I might try to get into law school. I don't know. So I guess (laughs) mom and dad haven't brought up the law school to you. No, I think they did. I think, I think, well, the way they brought it up to me was like, oh, yeah, the law firm will put her in school. I was like, oh, that's good. They're lying. <laughs> I wish the firm would pay for my school. That would be awesome. But I'm not ready to, like, even if that was a, was a thing, I would not, that's not the firm that I want to trade my life for. Yeah. Because it's a it's a medical malpractice and it's hard mm. I would say I would say in comparison to family law I'd probably choose med mail it's less emotions into it it less feelings getting hurt it's too much with family law you know you're dealing with divorce you're dealing with taking kids away from parents and it's just I don't need to think that I'm a bad person <laughs> yeah but I don't know. I kind of want to look into furthering my education after school. Yeah. Which is something I never thought I would be saying. (laughs) But I feel like master's degrees now are the new bachelor's degree. And bachelor's are the new associates. Like, it's never enough, you know? Like, you always need more. Yeah. Not for me, though. I'm like... No, I'm not doing masters. Masters for what? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I'm a firm, I always say that, you know, like certain certain fields require it. I'm a firm believer of not everybody has to go to school. But if you're, what you're trying to do, uh, trying to do requires it, then absolutely go to school. Yeah. But it's just some things that you really don't need to go to school for. 
just a waste of time and a waste of energy. And if you, it's not meant for you, it's not meant for you. So, yeah. Well, any more thoughts, questions, or concerns? What are you planning on doing after school? <laughs> I don't even know. I think it's so weird because my main concern, usually when I think about this, I'm like, where am I going to live? Like, where am I going? I was going to ask, are you going to stay in Oregon? I don't think so. Because I don't think I could do Portland. Where would you go? I don't. That's the thing. I don't know. Like, my friends, they're like, like, I have a friend who's from Vegas. So she's like, yeah, I'd probably go back home, live with my parents, figure that out. I was like, that's a, like, that's the most realistic answer is going back home, living with parents. But then yeah. the problem with that is like, I don't want to stay, like, maybe, maybe a few months. But like, yeah, what are you going to do at home, though? Yeah. That's my thing. What are you going to do? Because yeah. I love Maui, but for There's you, what lot. is there? Exactly. So you would have to go to at least, at the very least, Oahu, you know? Yeah. If I wanted to, like, stay in Hawaii. That's that's yeah. what my thinking was. It's like my options, they're not limited, but, like, the popular options would be California, New York, like, Seattle, if I want to do, like, there's some stuff in Seattle and there's some stuff in Portland. Seattle could be cool. Isn't Netflix kind of big in Seattle? I don't know. Or am I crazy? Or was it just the Love is Blind season <laughs> that they did? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I kind of want to try that, but not really. How are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> um... Team. I gotta go. <laughs> but I thought about it. I was like, I don't think I could do it because, like, I obviously answer phones now, mm-hmm. and I feel like I can see them when I hear their voice. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I would be able to. I'd probably put a picture in my head. Yeah. This has been Thoughts, Questions, and Concerns. Today, I've been your host, Riri, joined by... Do you even remember? Serena! (laughs) 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 Thank you so much for listening, and um, yeah. Bye! Ahoy ho! (laughs) (laughs) 